Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Me to First John chapter five, First John chapter five, and I thank you so much. First John chapter five, starting in verse fourteen. We're in a series today that we have been in for the last number of weeks. I think this is week number five. A series that we've entitled this "More Than Able," more than able, and we've been talking about the reality that we serve a God who is a miracle-working, wonder-working, powerful, all-powerful, supernatural God. Uh, The Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Paul writes, and Paul says, now to him who is able, but he's not just able, to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can think or ask according to the power that works in us. In other words, we do not just serve a God who is able, but he is more than able. Uh, We've quoted these scriptures every single week, but we're just going to keep on quoting them. Luke 137 says, with God, someone say with God, just with God, like key phrase, in my own ability, no, in my own power, no, but with God, all things are possible. Mark 9.23 says that to him who believes, nothing will be impossible. We serve a God who he has no limits. And again, we've said it every week, but I'm just going to keep on saying it because it's good news. Wherever you are today, good news, you're not stuck. Whatever you're facing today, whatever challenge, whatever mountain, whatever discouragement, whatever circumstance, wherever you are today, the good news is you are not stuck because we serve a God who is more than able. We serve a God who he is a healer. We serve a God who is a provider. We serve a God who is a protector. We serve a God who has all wisdom and counsel, who can comfort, who can, who can bring freedom and deliverance. Wherever you are, whatever you're facing, there is good news. It is the good news of the gospel that God so loved the world, he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would have salvation would have the opportunity to receive freely from him that which only God can give. And the basis of the series is we've been talking about how although we live and we intellectually have an understanding that we serve a God who is more than able, so many people, maybe not you, but so many people, they they live lives that are void of the power and presence of God. So many believers intellectually know that God can do the impossible, and we even sing songs and, you know, uh, shout and say amen to things like that, but, but we don't live a life that is full of, or rather we live a life that is void of the power and the presence of God. We, we, we get the news from the doctor, we get the, you know, report from work, uh, we have something come up, and rather than, than lean forward and say, hey, that's okay because God is with us and God is for us, we, we sink back. And we let discouragement and worry and anxiety begin to to weigh us down and bring us down. And we kind of go, well, I guess it is what it is. And we've been talking about in this series how uh, it might be it is what it is, but it doesn't have to be that way. Because we serve a God who he's in covenant or relationship. He's made promises to us. And we have the ability to see God move in a supernatural way on our behalf. 
And I, I would encourage you, we don't have time to recap, but I really would encourage you, you go back and you get the podcast and uh, whether it's YouTube or podcast, you grab a Bible and your journal and you go through some of these things because we've been talking about keys uh, in God's kingdom to, to receiving from God. Uh, things like knowing what God has promised you. I'll, I'll, I'll stand by this. It is impossible for you to have faith and believe and be praying for that which you do not even know exists. That is impossible. And so it's important that we go back and we go, no, God, I need to know from your word, what have you promised me? I need a word from God. I need to hear from God. And we've talked about faith, how the, the Bible says the whole kingdom of God, it operates on the currency of faith. According to your faith, let it be done, the Bible says. And we've talked about things like obedience and the power of our words. And this morning, as we continue and possibly conclude, we might have one more week, but that is to be determined. Uh, I want to talk this morning about prayer. I want to talk this morning about being a people of prayer. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus, he calls us to be people of prayer that we see Jesus more than we see him uh, reading his Bible and doing his journaling and studying, we see him in, in prayer. We see Jesus getting up before the sun and going to find a solitary place to, to pray. We see Jesus say things to his disciples, when you pray, when you fast, when you seek God. We see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane as he's about to give his life for you and I, and he is weighed down more than we can imagine, the pressure he feels. We see Jesus go and do what? Go and pray. Jesus was a man of prayer. He modeled for you and I the importance and the power of prayer. And we're gonna talk about today what happens when we pray. I ask you to turn with me to 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. We're gonna read two simple verses. We might even read them twice because they are so simple and so short. But we're gonna use them today to allow us, to help us to see from God's word what happens when we pray. Here, here's what it says, New King James Version. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then whatever we ask, we know that we shall have the petitions that we've asked of him. I want to read it one more time. First John 5, 14 says this. Now, this is the confidence we have in him. In other words, the Bible goes, this is something we are confident about when it comes to God. Here, here's a guarantee we have. Here's something we don't have to wonder. We don't have to be curious. No, we can know. Here's a guarantee. We have confidence that if, I don't know if you're a note taker in your Bible. I have a friend that like, he feels like if you even put a, put a highlighter in there, somehow that is offensive to God. That is not me. And if that is offensive to God, I have a lot to be repenting about uh, because I got scribbles and highlighters. And, and I, I love to, in my Bible, circle the word if. Because it reminds me that we serve a God and we've been given his word and principles that so many of them are, if we will, then God will. God invites you and I into his kingdom and invites you and I into relationship. And so often he says, if you will, then I will. And this scripture says, now here's the confidence we have in God that, that if we pray, if we ask anything according to his will, here's what we know. We know that God hears us. And if we, verse 15, if we know that God hears us, 
If I have great confidence and I know that God is listening, that God hears me, and here, here's something else I know, that whatever we ask, whatever I ask, that I will have the petitions of my request or the things that I've asked of God. I want to preach a sermon this morning, very, very simple. I want to title it this, When You Pray. When You Pray. Would you, for the last time, I promise I'll leave you alone, for the last time, would you just look at your neighbor and, and, and say, neighbor, are you praying? Come on, ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor, are, are you praying? When You Pray. Uh, it, it was probably about 10 years ago at this point. I don't remember the exact date. My wife may remember it. Uh, but some, some, somewhere around 10 years ago, my wife and I, along with a, a group of our friends, we started a college and adult ministry here at the church. And um, I don't know if we were really like getting a word from God or we just were observing some things that we thought, no, this, this is not good. This cannot happen. Uh, here's the observation we made that we had met so many in our church, college students, young adults, who all said the same thing. Man, I love the church, man. I just don't know anybody. I don't have any friends. And again, I don't know if it was God or just my curiosity, but one day I sat down at my computer, uh, opened up a Word document, and I just started making a list of all the college students and all the young adults in our church that I knew who were all saying, man, I love the church, but I don't know anyone. And would you believe it? It was a list of over 50 people there were over 50 college students, 50 young adults in our church who were like, this is my church, but I have no friends. I feel lonely. And so we got together with a group of our friends, a lot of them still here, still serving in ministry. And uh, we said, let's start something. And the objective isn't necessarily just to like reach people that aren't reached. We're starting this to connect people that aren't connected. And uh, so every single, it was on Thursday nights we met, uh, time of our lives, by the way. Uh, I often think back and have great memories. Uh, we meet on Thursday nights. We have like, like, a, like a service and a connection. Then we go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, I made the joke every single week. Uh, we're going for mediocre, med, mediocre food and even worse service uh, because that was the reality of, of this, this place we went to. But, but it was the time of our lives. And every Tuesday, I would sit down at my computer and I'd pull up this document. I think at one point it got to like 100 and something people. And I would just start going through it. I'd take a couple hours and I would just start texting everybody on the list. Hey, hope you're doing well. How are things going this week? Hey, will I see you on Thursday night? It was my way of just encouraging and inviting people. And uh, there, there were certain people, one in particular, who I had grown up with this person. I will not name them. They may or may not be here today, uh, but I grew up with this person. And every single week, I'd send him a text. Hey, how are you doing? You doing well? You gonna be at church this Thursday? And I would see I don't know if this drives you crazy. It drives me crazy. And I would see they read my text message. And I'm waiting for like, you know, the little bubbles. I'm like, all right, come on, come on. And every week, no response. Now, if you're not going to respond, just please turn your red receipts off. Like, do us all a favor and turn the red receipts off. And so Thursday would come around and they'd come and I'd go, hey, you never responded. Oh, I, I didn't get your text. Your phone tells me you read, oh, well, and, and it, it was the game we played every single week that I know you read my text. I know you saw it, and, and you just won't, won't respond. I think sometimes we think that prayer is kind of like that. I mean, you just never know, right? I mean, if, if I pray, I just, I don't really fully know whether or not when I pray, if the message is getting there and whether or not it's being read or it's going to be responded to. But one of the things we have to realize is the scripture gives us things that we can build our faith and build our confidence with. 
And, and, and for many people, although prayer might seem mysterious, and I will say there may be some mystery in it, it's not as mysterious as we make it because the scripture tells us there's some things that we know happen when we pray. Number one, you can write this down. The first thing we know from the scripture is this, that when we pray, God hears. That when we pray, we are not praying hoping that God hears. We're not praying wondering, is God listening? I don't know if you moms have this skill. Uh, I wish I had this skill. I do not. But, but my wife can be sitting at home, Pastor Jenny, and she can be sitting there working on her computer, and our kids can just be like, Mom, 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 Mom. And it gets to the point that I'm like, Mom, answer the question. And she's like, oh, I, I, I literally didn't even hear. I've learned to just zone it out. God doesn't have that skill. God, God is not just tuning you out. The Bible says, no, when you pray, here's something that you can be confident about, that when you pray, God hears. The Bible says this in Psalm 34, 15. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Well, okay, you, you've already lost me, Brandon, because I wouldn't consider myself the righteous. I'm a right. I used to read my Bible and I used to disqualify myself from so many scriptures because I'd read a verse like this, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And I would go, oh, bummer. Cause that's not me, man. Okay. Maybe if on Sunday I lift my hands a little higher, I sing a little louder. And if I go to the front and, 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 and ask for forgiveness, then I would be, but can I just, just put you at ease. Um, if you have given your life to Jesus, Anywhere you see in the Bible the righteous, it's talking about you. Because the Bible says that our righteousness does not come from our works. Your right standing with God does not come from your discipline or your determination or your effort. The Bible says by one sacrifice, we have forever been declared right with God, even though we're still being made holy. The Bible says that he, he took upon himself my sin so that I could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 5.1 says that by faith, not by works, not by effort, by my decision to put my trust and my confidence in him, that I have been declared by God righteous and am forever at peace with him. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says, Psalm 34 the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord, they are on the righteous. And listen, and his ears are open to their cry. His ears are open to, to their cry. It, interesting, maybe a little exercise, but next time you're reading the Old Testament, notice how many times God's people, because of their own disobedience and their own decision to break covenant with God, find themselves in, in trouble, and they begin to call out to God, and every time his ears are attentive to, to their cry. The Bible says, oh, the eyes of the Lord, they're on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. First Peter quotes the same psalm, and it says in First Peter 3.12, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. Hear me today, when you pray, God is listening. You can have great confidence this morning that the next time you stop 
and you open your mouth and you begin to call out to God, that God, he hears you. He is listening. And he does not just hear you, but he is attentive to the prayer, to the cry of your heart. 1 John 5.14 says this, that this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, okay, well, there you go again. I'm disqualified because I don't know the will of God. And I think there's times where it's important that we are very, very specific. And there's other times we, we can just know it's okay that we're a little bit generic. And can I just say that you might not know the specific will of God. Like if I go, a uh, question for you, in 15 years, on March the 14th, what will the will of the Lord be for that decision? I don't actually, um, I don't, is this a trick question? But, but, but generically, can I say that, that we can all know the will of God today? Like, I don't have, have chapter and verse for this. You can go look it up or please come and find me and, and I'll give you some. But, but the Bible describes God as a loving heavenly father. The Bible describes God as a loving heavenly father who is full of grace and mercy and compassion. The Bible describes God as a loving heavenly father who is full of love and mercy and grace and compassion, so much so that he proved it or he demonstrated it by sending his son Jesus, Jesus giving his life for us so that through his death and resurrection, so that we can have access to all the things that, well, he's freely made available to us. Like we, we know, generally speaking, it is God's will for your body to be healed. We, we know that. We know that it is God's will for your marriage to be whole and healthy and strong. We know that it's the will of God for your mind to have peace, that anxiety and stress, that it doesn't rob you and steal from you. We, we, we know so many things generically. You know, this is the will of God. And can I just say what the scripture is telling us is that if we go to God as his children, knowing, God, you're my loving heavenly father. And I might not know specifically, but I do know generally you love me and you care about me and you desire for my life to be whole in every area that we can go to him and we can pray. We can call upon him. And the Bible says he hears. Number two, you can write this down. Not only does God hear, but God answers. God answers. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that whatever we ask, we know, someone say no, not we hope, no, we know. We know that we will have the petitions that we have asked of him. I don't know if you have children, but I don't have the same confidence in my children. We, we literally had a discussion yesterday with one of our kids where we gave them a specific instruction. They said, yes, sir. And they ran and did the complete opposite. <laughs> I have no confidence that when my children hear me, they will always respond. But the Bible says this is not God. What did the Bible say in Numbers 23, 19, that God is not a man that he should lie? God, God, God is not human that he should repent or change his mind. But if he has said it, will he not perform it by the power of his outstretched arm? The Bible says you can have great confidence that when you pray, God is listening. God hears you. 
And because you know that he hears you, you know that your good, loving, generous, merciful, heavenly father, that he will answer. I don't know if I agree with that, Brandon, because from my experience, God hasn't always answered my prayer. Can I just say that part, part, part of the, the dilemma is that um, we don't often think or stop to realize that God always answers. He just doesn't always answer the way you want him to answer. Is that fair? Like God always answers. He just doesn't always answer the way you want him to answer. It's like, God, we need financial breakthrough. And God begins to speak to you about your budget and your generosity and areas where you're not trusting him, but you're, that's, that, that's not the answer I wanted, God. I, I wanted to wake up tomorrow with one of those super large checks. I don't even know how you deposit those, but I want to try. That's what I need. And, and God does supernatural miracles, but God's a good, he's a good dad, right? So, so more than God is interested in just meeting your need right now, God is interested in developing you. God is interested in building your character. God is interested in building your faith. God is interested in helping you to understand and learn the ways of his kingdom. Come on, how, how many of you parents know it's no good to just give your kids whatever they want, whenever they want it? And when you do, we can all tell. It's like that, that, that kid hasn't had some discipline in a long time. Timeouts are not doing him well. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's, that, that's not good parenting. And, and God, he always answers, but he doesn't give us the things or the, or the answers that we always want. I'll say this too. God's timing is not always our timing. Because, you know, Pastor Spencer was kind of alluding to this, that we have a hard time recognizing our need because a lot of us were adults and we have, you know, degrees on the wall and we have good paying jobs and we, we are mature in our own thinking. And so we lose humility and we, we forget that, oh, in comparison, in light, uh, we're all still little kids in, in areas. And, and we, when we pray, we're just like, God, do it now, do it now. But, but again, God's a good dad. And so, yes, he always answers, but he does not always answer the way we want him to answer or in the timetable we want him to, to answer. But the Bible says, oh, you rest assured that God, he always answers. There's some of you right now that you're praying, God, we need breakthrough with our kids. And maybe God's answer is you need to start being the pastor of your home. Because while we have kids pastors and youth pastors, they are not the primary one responsible to pastor my child. Maybe the answer is you, know, you, you need to start modeling for your children what devotion and dedication to the Lord looks like. Because you can say it, but they watch and do what they see. God, I need our marriage to be whole. And maybe God's going, yeah. And you need to be humble and apologize and eat your pride and recognize you're wrong and repent. See, God's always answering. And does God do supernatural morale? Absolutely. More often than not, God answers by way of instructions and commands and helping us to see how we are to walk in order to experience all that he has for us. And when we pray, not only does God hear and God answer, but number three, you can write this down, but God, God, he brings peace. When we pray, God hears, God answers, and peace comes. Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven, it says this, be anxious for nothing. Let, let that sink in for a minute. 
Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. You, you know, you can know that and, and not live it. This past week, there was a particular day that I was just stressed and anxious. And, and full, full disclosure, Pastor Jenny and I might, might have had a heated discussion. And, and it's not an argument. It was just a heated discussion. And, and, and the next day, I had to repent and go, you know what? Everything you said was 100% right. Because what, were you, what you were trying to tell me was stop being anxious, Hey, you're in this whole, you're just worried. Stop being anxious. So you can know it. You can even encourage other people. But are we living it? The Bible says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. How, how do I live anxiousness free without anxiousness? The Bible says, by in everything, praying. Can I ask you this morning, do you pray about everything? Or do you pray about some things? Do you pray about everything or do you pray about the only things that you feel desperate about? Are, are you carrying today burdens Jesus has not asked you to carry? Are you carrying today weight that God has not given you permission to carry because you do not have capacity to carry it? Are we carrying things that really only God can, or do we pray about everything? Do we cast our care upon God? The Bible says be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Notice this because we're, we're going to get to this in a minute. With thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and listen to the result. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Th think about that phrase. The peace of God that does not make sense to your intellect. Brandon, I could... There's no way that I could ever have peace. You don't know, and no, no, we're not talking about peace that, that the world offers. Jesus said that I, 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 I give you a gift. I offer you a gift of peace, and it's not peace like the world offers. Peace beyond understanding, surpassing understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Have you ever had a parenting fail before? It's ever happened to you. Uh, we are so thankful. You might not rejoice, but we are rejoicing that finally, thank the Lord, our, uh, how old is Bethany? Is she two, 18 months? Almost two. She's almost two years old. That she will get in the pool now with arm floaties and just swim. Thank the Lord. We can finally sit and not have a child in our lap at all times at the pool. And so yesterday we were at someone's birthday party. It's a pool party and she had a little floats on it. Jenny said, will you put her in the pool? And I said, absolutely. And I just wasn't thinking, you know. And so rather than setting her down, I dropped her. <laughs> that little girl's got some weight on her because she, she did bounce back, but she sunk first. And, and everyone's like, <gasps> I felt that way on the inside, but I'm like, guys, it's not a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. And, and she pops up and she goes, okay, drenched. Soaked, what? Iote, Iote. There is a way to live life, my friends, that, that, that you might be soaking wet. You might be trying to blink water out of your eyes. You might not be sure if you swallowed or you drank water. I, I don't, but, but, but your spirit says, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. Everyone around you is like, how are you making it? Are you, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. How? Prayer, prayer. 
The Bible says that we don't have to be anxious and worried and stressed. Rather, we can go to God in prayer. Why why or how does this peace come? Well, I'll tell you how it comes, because we know that God hears us. See, prayer brings a peace beyond understanding because we know that God hears us. Because we have great confidence. I'm not just praying, hoping, wishing, wondering. No, I know that because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that when I pray, God, his ears are attentive to my prayer. He is listening to my prayer. It does not have to be well organized. It doesn't have to be full of scripture. It does not have to sound or look. When when I open my mouth and say, God, I need you, and I begin to pour, God is listening because I know that God hears me, because I know that God, he answers prayer. Oh, he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. What did David say? The righteous I've never seen begging for bread or I've never seen in a place where they have a need that God has not met. Oh, because I know that he hears me and I know that he'll answer me. When I pray, the peace of God that is beyond my intellectual ability to explain to someone, it guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. No, but, but no, I, I promise you, I'm good. How? Because I've been praying. Because I've been taking time and I've been, I've been going to God. And I've been opening my mouth and letting my prayer go up to him. And I know that he hears me. Oh, he, we're, we're spending time every day. He's listening. He, he hears, and although I don't know how he's going to do it, and I don't know when he's going to do it, and I'm not 100% sure the answer, I have great confidence. He will answer my prayer. Why? Because he promised that he would. So in the meantime, I'm good. I'm, I, I might be wet. I might be getting water out of my eyes, but I, why? Because the peace of God, it's guarding my heart and guarding my mind. I want to do something today that may be comfortable, it may be uncomfortable, I don't know, but I'm going to take a risk. Um, what's what's, what's, what's kind of neat is that we get an opportunity every single week to apply, hopefully, the things that God is speaking to us. And, and a lot of times we get the opportunity to apply those, um, like when we leave the building, and we apply those to our, uh, our Monday through, through Sunday. But this morning, I, I just kind of had this sense that the Lord wants to give us an opportunity to apply the scripture today. And so if you're taking notes today, if you got a pen and paper, uh, if not, uh, like Pastor Janine was encouraging, I'd say get, just get your phone out um, and you can write this in your phone. But I want to give you just four statements. And um, there, there are four statements that we can use to pray or engage God in prayer. And then I want to give us opportunity at the end of, end of the service to take five minutes and for you right where you are, for you to begin to open your mouth and you to, to begin to pray. Philippians 4, 6, you can put that up there one more time. I want you to notice something. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Listen to this, with thanksgiving. Here's the first thing that I want you to write down, just this statement. God, I'm thankful for you fill in the blank. Might sound something like, God, I'm thankful for your love. I'm thankful, God, for for my family. I'm thankful, God, for the food we have in our pantry right now. I'm thankful, God, for the spouse that you gave me. God, I'm thankful that you forgive my sins. God, I'm thankful that I'm not just whatever comes to mind. 
And by the way, you can feel more in later, but just what's the first thing that comes to mind? God, I'm thankful for, thankful for love, thankful for mercy. Man, I want you to write this down. Um, God, I'm concerned about fill in the blank. If we were to have an honest conversation this morning, what are you concerned about? What are you concerned about? Might sound something like, God, I'm concerned right now about our finances because I feel like things just keep on going the wrong direction and I don't know how we're gonna get ahead. I don't know how we're gonna pay our bills this month. God, I'm, I'm concerned about my finances. You might be here and you might say, God, I'm concerned about my body, to be honest, because I've, I, I, I got this doctor's report and I don't know how I'm gonna shake this thing. God, I'm concerned about my kids because I feel like if they keep going this direction, I don't know how they're gonna find their way back to center. What are you concerned about? You know, the Bible says, cast all of your care upon God because he cares for you. So what are you carrying today? Number three, you can write this down. God, I need you to fill in the blank. God, I'm thankful for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for your forgiveness. But if I'm being honest today, God, I'm concerned about this area in my life. And God, because I'm concerned about this, I'm praying and I'm asking, I'm saying, God, I need you to fill in the blank. What is your need today? If you were to stand face to face with God and he were to say, all right, come on, what can I do for you? What, can, what would your need be today? God, I need you in this area too. And then lastly, here's the last thing I want you to write down. So God, I'm asking you to fill in the blank. This is not necessarily the only or a prescribed prayer pathway, but it's just one that I recently was a part of something where, where they modeled this and it was so powerful to the time that we had. And, and I thought, what a great thought to be able to put in our pocket as we go home today to say every day, multiple times a day, I can stop. And say, God, I'm so thankful for you. Oh, but God, right now, if I'm honest, I am so concerned about this area. I don't want to get out of this car right now. I would like to just turn the engine back on, hit reverse and leave because I do not want to go into this. I just, I, I, I want to stay right here. I'm concerned. And God, I, I need you to, to meet me in this place. God, I need you to meet this need. I need you to, 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 to bring freedom in this area. And so I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus that you would fill in the blank. What would happen if we became people that prayed? What would happen if instead of worrying and carrying things, what, what would happen if we just became people that we, we, we were constantly in prayer? You know, the Bible says this, I believe it's Luke chapter 18, verse one. The Bible says this, uh, Jesus, he, he's about to teach a parable. And uh, it says, then he spoke a parable to them that says this, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. I read that and I thought, well, you kind of gave the punchline away. I don't know if I'm going to read the parable now. But he says, Jesus spoke a parable that men, they always ought to pray. They always ought to pray and not lose heart. First uh, Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Prayer is not something I do once a day. Prayer is something that I do all day long. And all day as I feel the, the squeeze, the circumstance, the pressure, I just stop and go, oh God, thank you that you're with me right now. 
Oh God, thank you that I'm not alone in this classroom. Thank you that I'm not alone, God, in this, in this office today. Oh God, I'm feeling the squeeze. I'm concerned about this. And so I need you to do this. So in Jesus' name, God, would you, what if we became people that we just prayed? We prayed all the time. We always prayed and didn't lose heart. We prayed without ceasing. I'll, I'll tell you what would happen. First of all, peace would come. A peace that surpasses all understanding would begin to guard your heart and guard your mind. You know, you know what else would happen? You'd begin to see God show up in areas. I was talking to someone and they said it's the funniest thing. Maybe it's not funny, but they said we had this need for so long and it was painful and it was, it, it was hard and, and we realized we've never prayed about it. We, we, for a number of years, have gone through this, and yet we haven't stopped to begin to. And as we begin to pray, God showed up and a miracle happened. See, when you pray, God hears. God answers. And the peace of God guards your heart and your mind. So here, here's my question today. What are you thankful for? What are you concerned about? What do you have need of and what should you today be asking God? Here's kind of a, a neat thought. What if you were able to leave here today not carrying the anxiety you walked in here with? What if you were able to walk out of those doors today and not be carrying the weight that has been causing your shoulders to sink? Can, can I tell you that it is possible because the Bible tells us it is, that if we would go to God, peace of God would come and guard our hearts and minds. And so just using that, the, the, those simple thoughts, you don't have to, but I want to give you a couple minutes. We're, we're, we're ending a little bit early, and I want to ask that everybody would simply, just right where you are, would you close your eyes and bow your head? And I'm going to pray for you, but then in a moment, I'm going to give us three to five minutes just to, in this room, fill this place with prayer. Come on, whoever you are, wherever you are in relationship with God, if you've given your heart to him, you could know he hears you today. He answers your prayer. Lord, today I pray that as we are opening and studying the scripture, that you would give us even greater revelation and confidence that, oh, you love us, you care for us, and because you do, when we pray, you hear our prayer. God, flood every heart under the sound of my voice with great confidence that your ear is attentive to the words of their mouth, that your eye is watching them and your ear is open to them. I thank you, God, that you not only hear, but you answer. Give great confidence to every heart this morning that, God, you answer prayer, that when we ask, your word says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. That you are a God who answers prayer and you offer the gift of peace that is beyond our natural ability to, to find. So today, God, as we take these moments, it's three to five minutes and we just right where we are, we begin to pray. I invite you this morning that as we do this, if you want to come to the altar, you can. If you want to kneel in the pew, you can. If you want to sit or stand, whatever posture you want to take. But what we're going to take, just starting right now, three to five minutes, and I just want you to pray. Come on, tell God what you're thankful for. Tell God what you're concerned about. Tell him what you need him to do and what you're asking him. And let's believe God is going to meet us in this place today. again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.